Thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today. I want to start with something funny. And um, I heard about this burglar who broke into a home one night. And as he was stealing the stereo, he heard a voice saying, Jesus is watching you. He stops in his tracks and shines his flashlight and saw a parrot in the corner. He said, did you say that to me? The parrot said, yes, I'm just trying to warn you. He said, warn me? What are you talking about? Who are you? The parrot says, my name is Moses. The the burglar laughed and said, what kind of crazy people would name their parrot Moses? He says, the same kind of people who would name their 150-pound Rottweiler Jesus, right there in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's funny. Is Peter here today? I loved all your jokes, you know, at, at camp. Is he here today? No. Well, I need to get some of those jokes that Peter has. Um, welcome to the um, live stream here this morning. God bless you. Mom, we'll see you next week. We'll see you here on Thursday. So my mother's coming here this week, so it's going to be fun to have her around for the next month. So it's always fun to have family, you know, come and uh, be part of the whole thing. But man, what an amazing camp we've had, right? And I really want to encourage you... Uh, to go next year uh, if you haven't been because even if you're not a tent or camping or tenting person because I'm not I mean I don't really do it now we had one of the best lodges thing in the lodge uh, but the thing still it's it's very basic but the thing is though honestly a whole bunch of you of us spend we're in a hotel or a motel or whatever in the in the in, on a house somewhere in the area so you don't have to stay on site you just come every day so it's not like you have to do, do the tenting thing you know you can actually just come as Hamner is amazing because it's like something for everybody. So I really want to encourage you to be part of it. Now, we love the worship. We loved everything, particularly the relationship building. And, uh, but I also love the talks. And my, my wife, Catherine, gave two amazing talks. Now, they're going to be online, I think, this week uh, because we just received them. I think or we are receiving them from Shane, who did the sound there. And uh, one message, the first message Catherine gave was, gave was on Stronger Together, which was powerful. And the second one was even better, I thought. It was just amazing. It was the message about um, empowered to go. Very missional focus. And then on Sunday morning, I gave the message on keeping the unity. It says in the Bible that we keep the unity of the faith. We don't create unity. We keep the unity of the faith. It's actually in the Holy Spirit. And I said, particularly as we go into a a third service next year, and as God is growing our church, we need to make sure that we keep the unity. Keep the unity. We're called harmony anyway, you know. So it's important that we keep harmony in one another. Actually, one of the translations says to keep the harmony of the Spirit. So we live life in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in each one of us if you're a Christian. And, of course, then we are bounded and and in the bond of peace, in the bond of love together. So that's actually really, really powerful in that way. Now I look forward to the survey, and we'll bring it out soon to see what we can do with the camp next year why some of you didn't come, if we can make things better, and also what we can make better for those who came, because we just want to get everything better. Now, what an amazing season that we are living in right now. It's not only the Christmas season, which many of us love, actually some people don't like it, but many of us love Christmas season, and it's just a wonderful time, of course, the holidays are coming up soon, it's Christmas, it's joyful singing in the, in the, in the malls, in the streets and everything, so that's wonderful, but I want to say that it's very exciting, because we are still on this journey for for starting our third service on the 16th of February next year. Now, this is a very exciting time for us because it's a season of more. Everybody say more. 
Now, the season of more has been going on for a little bit. It's not like this recent. As we, three years ago, when we got into this building, there was a lot of uh, prophecy, a lot of words came from people from around the world and also from in this New Zealand and even ourselves about the season of more would be here uh, in our church in every way. And we've seen it. We've seen everything is, is getting more. Uh, we're getting more people saved, more people coming to church, we're getting uh, more income, we, we, more people are serving, more people are, everything is going up. All the graphs, every time the Gus do the, the, have a meeting with the ops team and with the trustees, we're so happy because every time all the things go that way. So we are so blessed and it hasn't actually stopped. Like 10 and a half years ago we started, right? And it's gone this way all the time. So praise Jesus, even through the earthquakes, I mean, it'll slow down a little bit, but we kept going that way, you know? So praise God. That his anointing, his blessing is on our lives and on our church, uh, which makes it a lot easier. But you know, a lot of it is because of our faithfulness together. It doesn't, doesn't just happen. It is us together going after God, being faithful to God with our talents, with our gifts, with our money. It's just amazing to see this. I'm really proud of you. I'm proud of myself that we have created this beautiful, this beautiful community here, which continues to grow. And what a blessing this is. Now, one of the scriptures that have been really part of our church is Isaiah 54. And I'm going to do it again because it's one of those things we should know by heart by now. But I want to know it particularly in, in context of what happened last week with the tent. Here we go. Enlarge the site of your tent. Make room for more children. Well, that's amazing. Right there it says make room for more children. It's actually in the Bible, in the Amplified, make room for more of God's children. Whether people out there know it or not, all people, all men and women are God's children. And we want to help them to know it. To make sure that they actually know that they're God's child. And say, Daddy. Wonderful, they've got a heavenly father. Did you know that? Many don't even know they have a heavenly father. So we want to introduce them to Jesus, introduce them to father. So that's wonderful. Stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare them. Lengthen your tent ropes and make your pegs or stakes firm into the ground. Well, it didn't happen really, did it? Here's a picture of the thing again, a picture of the tent again. Look at this thing. I mean, we were actually away in town, this tech of this tent. Now, the great thing, the exciting, the, 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 the wonderful, grateful thing is that all the staging, all the LED screen, the massive screen was all on the other side. So on this side was not that much. And I think Shane and Anita took their gear, which was halfway, their sound gear, out very quickly. And then some other things happened. My drums were still in there and all this kind of stuff was still in there. But nothing was really broken, which was just amazing because nothing was insured. Can you believe this? Nothing was insured. No, we've, we've worked on that one straight away. That uh, when things go offside, actually my drums are insured because of my own insurance. Because wherever I go, uh, I want my drums to be insured. But all the other stuff is not insured. Anyway, so, but, but what, a, what an amazing, it was kind of funny in some ways, but it was not really funny. But, but, but the thing is though, it is very profound. Because I, I read into things. Things do not just happen. Now, this may have just happened, but I just believe in the season that we're in, it is a bit of a sign because the Holy Spirit is blowing. And I tell you, these guys said that this tent should withstand blows of 150K per hour. So it, it would have been more than that to blow it, or maybe the thing was open, and I think it was, and the, and the wind came in, and then it lifted. Now, the interesting thing is that the pegs that they have were only this deep, right? This big. But they were straight into the ground. They were not, normally you go sideways, straight into the ground and they had no ropes. No ropes. I think they've learned, I think. But anyway, no ropes. So the wind just comes in and just takes it out of the ground. 
like this. And I thought, wow, this is so amazing. But I thought, well, this thing is happening in the natural. But there's something happening in the spiritual too. That when the wind of the Spirit starts blowing, and it is blowing in our church, other churches in this country, when it starts blowing, then we've got to make sure, blimmin' sure, that the ropes are tight and strong and that the pegs are strong. And here it says even make them stronger and deeper into the ground. And then the amazing thing is, of course, it went down, so we went into town and we went to the Heritage Hotel. <clears throat> now, that was interesting. That was like an upgrade, right? And I said to the guys at the meeting, I said, guys, I think even in the spirit right now, there's an upgrade for you to grab. What is there for you in your life? There's an upgrade available here for you because I can see stuff in this thing that's like an upgrade. It was amazing to worship in that place. But the thing is, though, I also thought that the old has got to make room for the new. The old cannot stand, this could not stand the wind. It was not powerful enough for the wind that was blowing. Is our church, is our lives, is, is, is our community, are you strong enough? Are you rooted deeply enough? Are the ropes of your tent, of your life strong enough to be able to cope with what God is doing? Because God's doing amazing things in our midst, amen? About 10 of you. He's doing amazing things in our lives. It's just amazing what's going on. So my question to you is, can we handle what is coming? See, you can't put new wine into old wineskins. Right? We can't put in old wineskins. That's why I loved going to this ballroom. And the thing is, the ballroom of the heritage, it was like a, it was like a throne room. And it felt like that, didn't it? It was just beautiful. And again, it was like a sense of an upgrade. Something is doing because we've got to move forward. We can't stay there. We've got to move forward to what God has for us. So I want to read into it a, a prophetic thing, an unction for us as a church. We've got to make room for more. We've got to make room for more. Now, this is not going to be easy for all of us. Because some of you, I want to come to church at 10 a.m. I don't want to go at 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. I want to go at 10 because I've always done it at 10 for the last 10 and a half years, Gideon. Why are you doing this to me? Some of you are really uncomfortable in this area, right? But I say, get over it. <laughs> get over it. You know, for one, it's a lot more options for you. If you sleep in and your alarm doesn't go off, hey, it's good to go to 11. But I'll... that's right, thank you. <laughs> what, yours never go off, right, Linda? <laughs> No, but the thing is, though, you know, you can do it. You have a more a multiple choice now, so it's actually wonderful for what's happening. In, but change is not always easy, guys. It isn't. I hate change. But the most constant, <laughs> but the most constant thing, the most constant thing in life, is change. And so this is always going to be changed for the better. So let's just go and let's just do it. Let us just, just, just let be hit by this thing and let's just do it. We've got to be more, make room for more of God's children, more of God's children. More of God's people out there. More protocols coming back. All this kind of stuff. Anyway, here, that says in the Passion Translation. I love this. That's very prophetic. Increase is coming. So enlarge your tent. Add extensions to your dwelling. Hold nothing back. Make the tent ropes longer and the pegs stronger. See, increase is coming, whether we like it or not. Now, the question is, are we going to make room for this? In our church, in our hearts, in our vision, in our talents, in our giving. Are we going to make room? For people who don't yet know Christ, 
to be introduced to God and to the Heavenly Father, like I said before. It's so beautiful, isn't it? There's a mighty harvest on the way. And so two weeks ago, I shared uh, this, we as a church shared this um, slide. So the theme for next year is expansion, but it's also meaning expanding, expansion, but also making room for more. So a third service starts on the 16th of February, and then we have a 9.15, 11.15, and a 5.15, because that's easy to remember, right? So that's what I'm Now the reason is 9.15, because we did a lot of research in the world, that people say 9 o'clock is a little bit too early, it's a little bit better to 9.15, particularly in the winter, and also families love the night. Many families here have told me 9.15 is good, because 9.15 is when my kids are still, that's like school time, about school time, and this works for me, because the kids don't understand sleeping in. I wish they did, but they don't. And so they don't sleep in, so that's very nice for me to come, and then the rest of the day is free. Some of us, again, like to sleep in a bit more, some older people, maybe older kids or no kids, and we can come to some of the 11, although I know when you get older, you don't sleep as much. Yeah. At 6 o'clock, you're awake. So, man, I love to sleep in, but I can't. Well, what a wonderful option. 9.15, it is for you. <laughs> and then like this. And then 5.15, we also did some research about um, churches that um, start a bit earlier. In particular, that we want to have some of the young people, like I said before in the video, is they, they youth and some of the adults who bring youth, they like it a bit earlier because it finishes a bit earlier. They have more time for socializing, but also doesn't make the night so late. And so people can get ready and go to bed for, next, for the next day, you know, for, for um, work and for things. And also uh, for next year, we're going to add also kids program for the night service. So some of the people are working in the morning. And they can't come to either service because a lot of people are working on Sundays these days. And so we're going to have a kids program and feed the kids at night. So it's going to be just absolutely amazing. Are you happy? Yeah. I am happy. It's just amazing. What an amazing opportunity, guys, for us to get ready to impact this city even more. I know a lot of churches in the city are impacting people. And we have our little corner and we can go ahead and make his day. Right? That's right. Come make his day. Some people get excited about it. It's so good. People is, God, is, God is entrusting us with more people. And I believe and I hope and I trust that we're going to see hundreds, maybe thousands of people come into the kingdom of God, right? The other day we had a prophetic meeting in Australia, Catherine and I and some others in the church. And, and we went there. One of the prophetic words was, hey, there's a, there's a building there for you to receive. I said, great. That was like another building. Bigger than this. I thought, this is great, because we're not looking for it right now. We're just doing more services. But there is something in the pipeline. The thing is, though, we always have to look out, because God is always building his church. Jesus is always building his church. So we got to build with him and say, come on, hang on with Jesus and say, let's go. Let's go. As he says, go into the world and make disciples of all nations. So I'm very excited about more people getting saved, more people getting healed, more people getting empowered, more people, all this kind of stuff. So let's be in touch with this. Amen? Amen. Are you with me? Come on, we've got to do this together. Amen? I love this uh, movie, The Blues Brothers. Anybody like The Blues Brothers? It was always my favorite movie of all time, actually. And uh, we're on a mission from God. And everything is legal, you know, for the mission of God. You know, anything goes, you know. And, uh, not that anything goes fast in that sense. But the thing is, though, you know, any mean to make sure that the mission of God get accomplished. You know, we're on a mission. For, I love those chases of those cars and all these hundreds of cars on top of each other. I just love the old, old movie and then the band. And people go, uh, don't you like the movie? Some of you have never even seen the movie. I know, you're too young. But anyway, it's a great movie. We love the Bruce Brothers. See, we are on a mission from God, right? Come on, we're on a mission from God. 
But this mission needs fuel. Any rocket that goes into the sky, it needs an awful lot of fuel. You came here with your car or your bike, it needs fuel. Even if you're just fueling with your legs, the bike, you know, or the car, electric, petrol, whatever it is, anything that goes anywhere needs fuel, right? <clears throat> now, this mission that we are on about here needs fuel. Now, the main fuel is, of course, the Holy Spirit. He is our just amazing. He's our comforter, our strength, our guide. He's everything that we ever need. But the thing is, though, he uses you and me. He uses you and me to make this place run, and that's absolutely wonderful. Because a ship like this takes an army of volunteers. It's about 50 volunteers or so on a Sunday morning, like here this morning. At night, maybe another 30. And we're looking, of course, uh, for the next service at uh, the 16th of February. We'll probably look at another between 30 and 50 volunteers. Because one of the things we want to do is to, to, um, to not make us as a church serve too much. I want many of us to just serve like once a month. Because that's actually doable for most of us. Serving an hour or two hours in one month is not too bad, Right? Now, some of you have got more capacity. That is great. Many of the leaders here, and of course the paid staff, that will cost a lot more. But the thing is, though, all of us, I suggest, can be involved. So today, I really want to talk about volunteering. Just for a moment, about volunteering and serving. Because we got next year, we've got teams that are ready for you to have their slots, slots filled. So we can get the show on the road, right? To get more people to come and all this kind of stuff. Very exciting. Now, Rick and the whole team... With Joe and Janelle, we've been working on um, getting systems into place for next year. And it's been, it took the whole year. And we had the theme of this year was getting established, right? Because we really felt a lot of things had to be established in our church to be able to handle more people. Uh, because when an organization grows, it just takes a lot more effort and things to do. Otherwise, it goes haywire, it becomes chaos. And God doesn't want chaos. He wants us to be able to serve and to basically <clears throat> um, to be good stewards of the people that he sends to us. Amen. So on the morning service, the two morning services, we still have a normal program. We have kids service again. We have the, the young, young uh, they have the youth, um, mid-youth, mid what do you call that? Um, youth AM, which is basically um, youth AM. Uh, and of course, kids and also adult uh, things will go on. Everything will still happen like normal. But um, we need probably about 30 or 50 more people to go and to serve. So I want to talk about, just for a few minutes, about serving our mission. I think serving our mission, the mission that God has given to us. I think serving other people is one of the most beautiful and the most fundamental things that we've been given by God in our lifetime, right? It's one of the core values that we have that we serve and we love on other people. It's very much part of our DNA. We are called to be a blessing to other people, right? Even at Abraham, he says, God says, I'm going to bless you that you may be a blessing. And I want my life to be a blessing. I'm blessed by God, but I want my life to be a blessing for other people. I want all of our lives. God wants all of our lives to be a blessing to a lot of people in that way. So why is serving so important? For one, I want to talk about just that Jesus was, of course, a servant. And his example in life, we follow Jesus. And this is what it says in John 13, 4 to 5. So Jesus got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, wrapped a towel around his waist, after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel and that was wrapped around him. Now, of course, in those days, as you, most of you would know, uh, we had sandals. We don't have, not, well, some of us actually walk around with bare feet or with slippers or thongs or whatever you call these things. 
Um, and sometimes you, you, your, things, your feet get dirty, but mainly our roads are pretty, you know, tar sealed and pretty okay. But in those days, of course, everybody wore sandals and very dusty roads. And of course, when you come to somewhere to have dinner, the lowliest of the servants would actually wash your feet with water and with a towel, right? And even more important, because you didn't go sit at a table and put your feet underneath the table, but you were lying down, right, at a table. So basically, somebody else's toe was in your nose. So you got to make sure that, this, that your feet are clean, right? Now, the amazing thing is not that, because that was culturally the, the right thing to do, but it's amazing that the King of Glory, the Lord Jesus Christ, that he would take a towel, that he would serve the disciples. And that was an amazing thing in those days. The disciples should have washed his feet, but Jesus, no, I'm going to wash your feet. And many times in the Bible, Jesus is called the servant king. Yes, he was the king of glory. He was the king of God. He was the word become flesh. He was always with God and will always be with God. But he came to earth as a man to go to a cross to bear our sin. Lied in the grave for three days, but was resurrected through the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can have eternal life, right? That's the gospel, right? Wow. So beautiful. But he's a servant. He lays his life down. Philippians 2, look at this. One of the most beautiful scriptures in this regard. Jesus, who being the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used for his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. Let's all say it together. A nature of a servant. Nature of a servant. Being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God the Father exalted him to the highest place and gave Jesus the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess or acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Isn't that a beautiful scripture? But he was a servant. He came to introduce, he laid his life down as a servant for us to be introduced to his Father. What a beautiful thing he did for us. Matthew 20, 28. For even the Son of Man, Jesus, did not come expecting to be served by everyone, but to serve everyone and to give his life in exchange for the salvation of many. He gave his life for the exchange of the salvation of many. And I want to say to you, as we start serving, and as we serve in this church, and together as a church, that we serve Christ Church in our community, we lay down our lives, and there's a beautiful exchange, because we introduce people to the Father. What an incredible privilege that we have together to serve God in this way. And then in John 13, it says here, Now that I, Jesus, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Now, it doesn't mean we go out in the foyer in a minute and start washing each other's feet. Although there is an appropriate time for that. I've been, I, was, I was at a ceremony last year and it was just beautiful. Everybody washed each other's feet. It's very humbling. It's very beautiful when it happens. I know in YWAM often there was moments that, that people said, hey, we're going to wash each other's feet. It's a very, very profound moment. Often people would just be overwhelmed by the love of God that somebody would, would wash somebody's feet. But the thing is, though, of course, the bigger picture is here that we, we, we love on each other. We, we, we serve one another. We lay, we lay our lives down for each other. We, we, love, we love to serve each other. And it's just beautiful what Jesus has done for us. We're not here to be served, but to serve. Now, the, the amazing thing is, though, of course, as we all serve, and somebody else, if we all serve, in the end, of course, you get served, right? We're all being served in the end. So in the end, it's... It, 
what goes around comes around, right? It's so beautiful. You're not going to miss out, let's say it that way. You know? You're not going to, hey, I give all my stuff away, my life away, my love away, my everything, and nothing's coming. No, if everybody does their job, we will get a lot of love, believe me, because we're all giving love to each other all the time, you know, and giving. And then the world will say, wow, and they look in and say, wow, what is this all about? And then they want what you have, the Holy Spirit and the love of the Father, which has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we don't come to church just to be observers, right? We don't come to church just to consume and to be recipients. Now, we do receive a lot. Hopefully today you receive amazing band, worship, talk, whatever we do, you know, encouragement, testimony, whatever. It's wonderful to be encouraged, and we all should be encouraged. But it's not the main thing we come here. We're not watching kind of this show and see what's going on, right? That's not the main thing we do here with free refreshments at the end, free childcare. Hey, well, how wonderful this place, you know? And then music. Oh, music is served. There's not even an entry fee, although there's a kind of an entry fee. Anyway, don't talk about that right now. Uh, but the thing is, though, you know, and, and we give all stuff to each other. This is beautiful. And then we, we're not going to assess afterwards. We go home and say, ah, oh, I didn't like this song. I didn't like that song. I didn't like that song. Well, Gideon said, well, it's not very, way too fast for one again. And of course, you know, we're like, I don't even not like this. We don't not like that, right? No, we don't. We come to give ourselves to God. When you walk into this house, you come to worship God. It's called a house of worship here. Right? We come to serve God first. And then we come to lay our lives down for each other. We come to serve one another. And then when we walk out of these doors, we go serve the world. Wherever we are, whatever we job we do, whatever we do, we come and be servants of Christ. And we show the world the love of God. Amen? So serving our mission is one of the highest callings we have. And then the second one, almost done. Now serving is also very practical because it facilitates people meeting Jesus. And then it facilitates also the growth of people in their relationship with Jesus. Amen? Amen. Now, the thing is, though, a lot of things are going on right now in this church, right at this moment. And I tell you, and sometimes, of course, we have a lot of the volunteers and a lot of the, the uh, what do you call it, the, the rostering going on. And if somebody does not turn up, we've got to find somebody else. But if a whole bunch of people don't turn up, what if nobody turns up? I tell you, if nobody turns up, we're going to be in trouble because all the, you will not be sitting on these seats because we have a dance school here during the day. The seats are away somewhere. You will not be sitting on a seat if somebody didn't come this morning to set up all these seats, right? You were probably sitting in dirt because last night they had a party here and it would be all rubbish on the floor and blah, blah, blah. Somebody has hoovered this thing and keep it nice and tidy and clean for us all here right now. Isn't it amazing? People serve you. You wouldn't hear us. You wouldn't hear the music because there wouldn't be a band. There wouldn't be music. There wouldn't be lights. There wouldn't be screens. There wouldn't be this kind of stuff if people would not be serving. And even if I... I had the most profound message. If all the lights go down, well done, guys. All the lights go down and all the stuff happens, it will not happen, right? Everybody is serving somewhere to make this thing happen, right? There's no band, there's no great worship, there's no words on the screen, no refreshment, coffee and tea to, to feed your addiction. No video, no, no video news. No video news. Nobody will be in the connect area connecting with you. Nobody will be in the car park like Raymond. He's just a wonderful servant of God right in the back. Come on, let's give it up to Raymond right there. Nobody will be, nobody will be serve a car park right now. We're getting so professional in this place. But it's lovely, isn't it, to be, to be hand a car park and say, hello, we love you. It's good to have you in church and see you to a car park. It wouldn't be if Raymond was, was not here today, you wouldn't have had this amazing privilege. You wouldn't be helped to your seat. The children will be walking riot because there wouldn't be a ch children's program. There'll be no childcare. 
Without volunteers, this simply does not happen. And you know, the worst of all, if nobody turns up and it doesn't happen, then people out there who want to know Christ, who need to know Christ, who want to know the love of God, will not be served. It is very, very important that we serve. Very, very important that together we serve to create a place here that people can come and find salvation and find hope and find love and find a family and find joy and find peace and find belonging and find purpose and find destiny. All these beautiful things we often talk about. And it's even very Christianese, I know, because we talk about it a lot. But a lot of people outside these doors have no clue what goes on in church. I was talking to a guy the other day. And he says, yeah, yeah, I'm Catholic upbringing and this and that. And what do you believe in this? And I was able to share the gospel with him right in our office. And the thing is, though, no clue what happened. What happens before you sin and you go Christian and after you sin and what happens? Didn't know, didn't know. People simply do not know the gospel. They simply have no idea that Jesus came to give them life. That it's not about their performance, not about giving up stuff. It's about a new life that God wants to give you. And because of that new life, you get different desires. Yeah, of course you'll change. But you don't change before you come to Christ. You change after you come to Christ, right? Anyway, that's not a different message, that one. But it's just very important, right? So anyway, so serving is so important. We have testimonies all the time of people coming into our community, like in the service or during the week or whatever ministries we have. In, on Branch out in the streets, you know, amazing. All the stuff, where are you guys? Branch out, there's our team over there. And, and things was happening over there. All the time, people come into the love of God and to the relationship with God because of us serving both here and in our community. Because serving facilitates people meeting Jesus and growing in their relationship with Him. Amen? Yeah. <clears throat> the band can come up, actually. So I encourage us to get involved with serving. Now, next week, we're going to actually sign up people. So... This is kind of like a taste. Isn't it like a recruitment today? We are recruiting, recruiting you for the All Blacks. Come on. We are recruiting you. And actually, it's a much better thing than the All Blacks. They need some help anyway at the moment. But anyway, it's not, not them. It's not here right now. We're doing something that has eternal value for anybody who gets saved, healed, delivered in this place. And so the most important thing is serving. And we would love you to be part of it. Now, this is not a must. You don't have to do anything. But you get to. We invite you to be involved. And next week we'll have some sign-up sheets with different things where we need uh, volunteers. I'm talking particularly for next year when we start our second morning service. And we would love you to be involved. That We have an army of volunteers who can do this together. And we can just be such a sense of unity, such a sense of together sharing of what God wants to do in this place. Amen? So my only question I have, will you serve? Will you serve the Lord? Will you serve the church? And will you serve the world? We're going to have um, communion in a moment. But before I do, I want all of us to just bow our heads and just close your eyes. Because it's just between you and I. I want to give an opportunity for anybody that is in this room. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, Jesus, that whoever believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Jesus. Is there anybody in this room today, and even coming in today, you feel the love of God. You say, Ma, I feel my heart is a little bit racing. I feel the love of something going on in this place. I want to know Jesus. 
Honestly with you, I've been a Christian now for, goodness me, 45 years. I gave my life to the Lord when I was 10 years old. And my life has never been the same. The love of God in your heart, because He comes to live inside of you by the Holy Spirit. There's nothing like it. And most of the people in this room would testify if you would ask them. So if there's anybody in this room who say, I need Jesus. Today is my day to receive the Christmas gift. Emmanuel, God with us. Christ, the King. If this is you, I'd like you to lift up your hand because I want to actually pray with you. Because this is the most important decision you will ever make in your life. Is there anybody today who says, listen, I want to receive Christ and I want Him to come into my life. Is there anybody here today? Lift up your hand please. Hi, I can see it. Because I want to pray with you. It's the best thing you'll ever do in your life. Is there anybody here today? Don't wait. Don't wait. God is calling you. God is calling you. Anybody here today? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, we bless your name. It says in Philippians, the same scripture you said before in the Passion Translation, it said, this one, the example of Jesus Christ. Look at this, guys, as we look at serving Jesus. Jesus existed in the form of God. You can open your eyes again, by the way. I have no thought. Yet he gave no thought to seizing equality with God as his supreme prize. Instead, he emptied himself of his outward glory by reducing himself to the form of a lowly servant. Because, uh, sorry, he became human. He humbled himself and became vulnerable, choosing to be revealed as a man. He was obedient. He was a perfect example even in his death, a criminal's death by crucifixion. Because of that obedience, God exalted him and multiplied his greatness. He now has now been given the greatest of all names. The authority of the name of Jesus causes every knee to bow in reference. Everything and everyone will one day submit to his beautiful name. In heavenly realm, in earthly realm, demonic realm. And every tongue will proclaim, will confess every, in every language. Jesus Christ is Lord Yahweh. Bring glory and honor to God, his Father. You know, as we gather around communion, I would like to challenge you. As Jesus was this amazing servant who came from heaven to serve us and to lead us back to the Father, that we also have been given this wonderful commission that we also are servants of God. Yes, we're sons and daughters too, but we're also servants of God. And we have the amazing privilege to lead other people around us, family, friends, workmates, students, Lead them to the Father. What a wonderful thing. And as we celebrate, we see the bread, which represents Christ's body, that was broken for us. This beautiful exchange that we might have His life. And the cup, the juice, is His blood that was poured out for us. For salvation, for the forgiveness of sins, but much more than that. It brought us into a new reality of the kingdom of God as sons and daughters of God. With promises of God that in Christ are yes and amen. And everything that we need for life has been given to us. And so we celebrate this. Now this is not just a remembrance. Remember, I'm pretty hot on communion. I already had communion today, right? And some of you already had it. I have it every day, every morning. But the thing is though, every day you say, Jesus, I put you first in my life. In everything in my life, I put you first put you first 
And today we're going to take that meal and say, Lord, I put you first. And I will serve in the church. I will serve in the community. I'll be your vessel to bring others to know you. Amen. And Father, we thank you so much for this morning. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Jesus, for your willingness to come down, for your willingness to be Emmanuel, God, with us. The Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. That you would go to a cross and take, take our sin, take our wrongdoing, and then to be risen from the grave on the third day into new life. And now through your Holy Spirit, we have new life. Lord, we never want to make this familiar. We always want to be stunned and in awe about the love that you've shown us and about the reality you've given us in this life and the life to come. So we honor you, Jesus. And we take this meal with gladness. It empowers us. It changes us. It heals us. In Jesus' name. We all said, Amen.